Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and we have a great guest, Paul Rudder, who is an author of a couple of great business books. But more interestingly, he is a cruise director for over 30 years. He's been with a major cruise line, actually close to 40, but 30 is a cruise director. And he is going to share all he knows about the hospitality mentality. It is going to be a great interview. A few quick things before we get started. If you have an amazing story that you'd like to share, or you have a question that you'd like me to answer, you can send those to me in any of my social media channels, like uh, Twitter, now known as X, or X, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm pretty much everywhere. Use the hashtag AskShep if it is a question. I'll answer the question you send in either there uh, in my newsletter on one of the social platforms, uh, as I mentioned, or you can go to my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And episodes can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, and even YouTube. Just go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv on each episode. Not only do I have interviews, but I always answer three questions that I've received over the last few weeks in that show. I look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's get into our interview. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chef. Great to be with you. You know, I, I love what you do because one of the things that I preach and I've been preaching for years is the hospitality mentality. And anybody that is in the hospitality business, which is hotels, restaurants, and in your case, cruise lines, I believe has a just an acute awareness of creating a great customer or guest experience and or passenger experience. And I think I'm just excited about what I'm going to learn from you today. And I just love that you are still uh, a cruise director for a major cruise line. You've been that for over 30 years. You've been all over the world. You've had incredible experiences. And just, I want to know, I, I think our listeners want to know, you've written two books and I love uh, the idea of repeat business. And that's exactly what the book title is, Repeat Business Inc., the business of staying in business. That was just about six years ago, you wrote that book. And then even a couple of years after that, you wrote I love this. And because you're in the cruise business, it just makes such perfect sense. You can't make this ship up. <laughs> careful how you say it. I am very careful. So what possesses you to step outside of your regular job as a cruise director to write a book and deliver training programs and speeches? Well, let me start out by asking you one quick question. Have you ever taken a cruise before? Uh, many of them, yes. Okay, so you know what it's like on board. Cruising is one of the very few industries where we actually live with our customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're on a cruise, you're in the middle of the ocean, and you can't get away from your customers and your customers can't get away from you. And so when I talk to people on land, as I call them land-based businesses, my first question is, could you or your company survive if you had to live with your customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And they looked at me like I'm crazy. Like, why would anybody want to do that? Well, that's exactly what we do in the cruise industry. We live with our customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's a very unique dynamic that I think a lot of land-based businesses can learn from because 
it's not like you can uh, you know send them home or uh, go away for the weekend you they're right there if some if their toilet isn't flushing or if their air conditioning is not working in their stateroom we have to take care of it it's all about the experience and so we have to manage that experience from the moment they start thinking about taking a cruise until the moment they're home from their cruise and want to start thinking about booking another cruise. So it's the whole experience about working on board. And so I think it's just a very unique dynamic. And if you add to that, we actually live with our coworkers as well. So the person that I just spent eight hours with it in the dining room or the guest services desk or the front desk, they may be our roommate where we have to now go and, and live with them. We share a room. Most cruise ships have two people in a cabin with their own private bathroom and, um, you know, a TV and a refrigerator and things like this, like a college dorm room. But employee engagement is so important so that these employees wake up every morning with a big smile on their face and want to deliver outstanding service uh, to the customers who are on board. So it's a really unique dynamic that I think a lot of people can learn from. Uh, and there are just some crazy things that have everything that happens on land happens on a ship. And yeah. so it's just uh, 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 an amazing experience how you deal with things like this. So, and my original question was, why did you decide to take this to uh, teaching others, training, speaking, and writing books? Because you have basically a full-time job with a lot of time off because when you're on the road or actually on the seas for that many days in a row, you get time off more than it, it's almost like a flight attendant's job. You you can't be flying five days a week. That would be impossible. That would be incredible numbers of hours with layovers. And, and I, I, that's why I'm wondering in the, in your free time, you decide to share the wealth of information you've had. I want to know what possessed you to do that. Well, it's interesting. It was a, an NSA member, a National Speakers Association member, who was taking a cruise with me. Uh, we saw each other on the gangway one day. we I'll never forget it. It was in Nassau. It was in the early 2000s. And he came up to me on the gangway and said, have you ever thought about professional speaking, public speaking? I went, why? Well, why well, would he ask all, that? I, I well, I, I asked him why. Why would you ask that? He said, "Well, I've seen you on stage as the cruise director. You're on stage every night. You know, if for any of your listeners who have never been on a cruise, I, I host a lot of activities. I'm on a microphone." And this gentleman said to me, um, "I I I like the your your approach on stage. I really like the way you speak, how you handle yourself. You have a lot that you could teach other people." And and my first question was, "Well, what would I?" talk about. He said, how long have you been a cruise director? And at that point, it had been around 12 or 15 years. He said, you have 12 years of frontline customer experience. You have 12 years of, of management, 12 years of leadership, 12 years of customer service where you're living with your customers all the time. This would be a great thing to talk about. And then we got into the speaking business and he, we, we talked about, you know, what it takes to be a speaker. And he really spent a lot of time with me. And so it was one of our guests on board a ship who told me about NSA. I went to a, a winter conference in uh, North Carolina. Uh, it was probably 2003. Um, and I was blown away by the speakers there. I went there and thought, oh, I could never do this. There's no way. And here you are and, today doing and, exactly that. 
<laughs> exactly. And so it was a, a an NSA member who was sailed with me as a guest who told me about the whole wonderful world of uh, public and professional speaking. Wow. And and can I ask who the, that member was? You know, I knew you were going to ask me that. And it's in my I can't remember off the top of my oh, head. No. I'd, I'd have to get back to you on that. But what's fun is that prior to us starting the interview, you shared that we had met once at one of these events where you sat at a table that I was hosting, in, uh, which is wonderful. So here we are again, many years later, doing this. You, and and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to ask that you tighten it up as much as you can, because there's a big elaborate story that just happened that I want you to share and that was two weeks ago, there was a major moment of misery up in Alaska uh, on a cruise ship that you were the cruise director. And that moment of misery was a mechanical issue with the ship that basically all of these people had flown from all over to Alaska and you had to tell them, sorry, ship's not going. Yes, this was uh, one of those moments in time that you... Um that you really regret getting that phone call at four in the morning when you hear, oh, sorry, the engines are not working properly. It was at the end of one cruise where we limped into a, a port called Seward. Uh, it's outside of Anchorage. And it was the end of a cruise and, and guests were getting off and new guests were there waiting to come on that same day. That's how it works in the cruise industry. A turnaround day is one day. And so, um, uh, we got a, a call early in the morning that said, oh, we're having problems. We're limping in. We don't know if we're going to be able to have the next cruise. Well, people are already in port waiting for us. They've either spent a few days in Anchorage or Denali, and they've you know gone into Denali State Park, and they're waiting for the ship to come in. Other people are flying in the day before. And so uh, we had a problem with one of the engines that wasn't working properly, and there was no way that we were going to make our ports of call during the next cruise. And so what the company does is they send out an email blast to everybody, to all the emails on file of the, of the guests, and then they get a letter when they come. And so there are tremendously disappointed people. They have been waiting years and years for this cruise. Some of these people had booked this cruise before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened and cruising closed down and Alaska closed down and Canada closed down. And so this is maybe the first time in three or four years that they were looking forward and were able to go on this cruise. And so we have to make them, we have to show empathy. This is where empathy is so important because everybody has questions. Everybody is not sure what to do. And so we give them as much information as possible. Communication is so important in an area like this when, when a situation like this happens. So we try to stay in touch as much as possible. We give them a heads up as much as possible. We opened up internet on board so that all phone lines and all internet was working on board. We <laughs> We're not sure if this is a great idea, but we opened up the bar on board so that not only do we now have some upset guests, but we have some upset guests who have been drinking quite a bit. That's funny. Or not. Then, well, <laughs> I, I have to be honest, the guests were very understanding, but some of these guests had booked this cruise during the pandemic, and then they had to wait, and then everything closed down, and then uh, we had to, they had to wait three or four years for this cruise to happen. And then all of a sudden they're there and then they're, they find out the cruise is canceled. So it's major disappointment. So 
Anybody who booked the, their air flight through the cruise line, the cruise line booked them an air flight home. So they were covered that way. But people who booked their own flight, they had to find their own way home. The cruise line tried to help, but they used the ship as a hotel for a couple of days. And within two days, everybody had flown home. Now we still did all the activities. We still did all the entertainment on board. So the cruise went on for a couple of days but there were a lot of disappointed people. Now, obviously we refunded all of their money for the cruise. And then the cruise line gave them a hundred percent towards a future cruise. So not only did they get their money back for this cruise, they're now getting a free cruise. Wow. Wow. So they're re they really went above and beyond to try to make sure that the disappointment was as little as possible. You know, I, I love that for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, first of all, there was acknowledgement, uh, which to me is the first step in managing the upset or complaining I- I- customer or the issue that's there. And part of that acknowledgement included empathy. There was incredible amounts of communication that you had. You basically told people, we're not going, but you still took care of them until they actually got off your ship. And I'm going to bet, this is this is my, if I was in your situation, the first thing I'm thinking before you told me what the explanation is, was number one, nobody's got to be out of pocket for this expense that they just had. Let's just credit them for a free cruise next time. Okay. Which you did, but that was above what you did. You actually refunded everybody the money and credited them. Uh, I would have probably said, let's do this. Nobody's going to be out of pocket. So anybody that can present us an invoice for a taxi cab receipt, an airfare, meals, whatever, we're going to take care of because they made it all the way here and they now have to go home. That's on us because we we can't sail the ship. Number two, we're going to take care of you. Don't worry. If you want your money back, you can have it or we're going to credit you for any cruise you want in the future. But what you guys did was even better than that. You gave them their money back and you gave them the ship in the future that they could take down the road, that cruise. And I just think, boy, if that's a way to get people back, I mean, you're you're basically, you're, you've got a PR nightmare that you're dealing with. And I think I would have to imagine very, very few, if any of your passengers said, you know what, you guys are really big jerks for the way you handle this. No, I think it's the exact opposite. At least I hope it is. Well, it's funny because before... Uh, right after I learned about everything that was, it was already on the internet. I mean, it's incredible how these things spread. And oh, so sure. You've got a PR nightmare. and Already around the world. Exactly like you say, it was a nightmare. Yep. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's finish up this story. And then I want to hit on a couple of topics that's really important. In my notes, I have that you can share with us the one secret to keeping your customers coming back. And you have the unique approach to creating an experience, which you refer to as the more than perfect business experience. We'll be right back. We are talking with Paul Rudder, who is an amazing speaker, author, and a cruise director. Don't go away. We're coming right back. One of my favorite sayings is that customer service isn't a department. It's a philosophy. And it's a philosophy that must be embraced by everyone in the organization all the time. And that's 24-7. So if customer service is important to you, and I know it is, then you will love our virtual training, the ultimate on-demand customer service and experience training program that you can access anytime, anywhere. 
Now, the course content applies to everyone, regardless of position and responsibility, from senior executives to the most recently hired and everyone in between. You'll discover tips, ideas, and strategies that won't cost your company a fortune, but will produce what I call moments of magic, those positive experiences, and it will happen at every level of your organization. So go to Customer Service VT. That's V as in virtual, T as in training. That's CustomerServiceVT.com. It's time to get customer focused. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Paul Rudder, the author of You Can't Make This Ship Up and Repeat Business Inc., The Business of Staying in Business. Paul, let's wrap this story up. I mean, it sounds to me like uh, the cruise line did an incredible job of managing that moment of misery. Did you hear of any fallout with customers that said this wasn't enough? Oh, I, I'm sure, yes. they. There's always those few people that, and we learned in the cruise industry, there's always people who are just going to be unhappy no matter where they are. And so you can there do are customers everything like for that. them. Mm-hmm. And there's, so yes, there's always going to be a few people, but the majority were very happy who have booked their next cruise, who are going to be sailing with us and are very happy that the way that they were treated. But there's always those few. You know, it's, I, I just think back uh, as to what some of those passengers might have been experiencing. And if I'm on that ship and have to stay there for a couple, three days, knowing I'm going to get my money back, I'm going to get a credit for a cruise. I'm thinking, hey, keep this hotel open as long as possible. <laughs> this floating hotel. <laughs> so love it, love it, love it. All right. Uh, let's jump to the next topic because you have this secret, the secret to keeping your customers coming back. Tell me what that secret is. Well, I've always thought that it's important uh, to, to form a relationship with your customers. It's so important. And it's simple things like learning somebody's name or uh, or writing a thank you note. It's little things that really uh, make you stand out. So I really think forming relationships with people, it's, it's what business is all about. And we say on board, the cruise ships are all about relationships. Uh, and that is, uh, that's what keeps, I think, keep people coming back. So when you go to your favorite restaurant and the, the maitre d' remembers your name or you drop off your dry cleaning and the person there says, oh, how's your wife? How's your daughter's soccer team? You formed a relationship with people and that people are willing to spend more money if they know that they're going to get better service. And so uh, I think that's one of the keys. I don't know if it's the absolute secret sauce, but it uh, forming relationships with people are so important as opposed to just get them in, get them out. That's not going to work. Yeah, I, I actually call that the cheers effect. Remember the TV show Cheers where sure. everybody knows your name? There you, you know, go. it's it's that's what it is, is it's that's relationship that, I think is uh, it's beautiful. They recognize you. And if nothing else, Horst Schultz, are you familiar with that gentleman? Yes. The first president and co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton. Right. Uh, that it, when it became a chain of hotels, one of the things he talks about, and we just, we I love riffing on this with him, is we talk about just be a little better than average or do a tiny bit more than expected. And it's not like you're going over the top and it will give me an example of that. He goes, just use the guest's name or the customer's name. If they, you remember it, they don't actually expect you to remember that. And when it's used throughout the experience, people go, wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. So 
uh, you're you're tracking with me. I love it. So it can be. And let me give you one trick simple. if I can get just sure. I know we're on time. Um, I will usually write somebody's name down. I'll see somebody because I do a they know my name, but people come up. Oh, you don't know my name. I'll say, so tell me your name. And then they walk off. I'll actually write that name down on my phone. Because then when I see him two days later, I'll go, oh, Bob and Kathy, how are you? And they're amazed that I remember their name when there's, you know, two, three thousand people on board. So I actually write it down. So that's a good trick right there. And, and by writing it down, it, it hits a different part of your brain. Exactly. And I might even write it down and and like this is, you know, whoever it is and maybe some identifying mark. Uh, there's a gentleman that I met. I. I <laughs> he, he has Elvis sideburns. Okay. So, and his name obviously wasn't Elvis, but it was real easy for me to identify that name, whoever it was with the guy with the sideburns. Okay. And his Elvis like sideburns. And I never forgot his name. And he thought that's pretty incredible that like, you know, a month later I ran into him and I remembered his name. Well, I didn't remember his name as much as I remembered the sideburns. And the point is, if I were to write that down, I would write it down. And what's the hook? You know, what makes what makes this couple different and unique that wouldn't be identifiable to them? Oh, look, at they they have the exact same hairstyle. You know, uh, you know, it's like the dog looks like its owner. Well, maybe couples start to take on each other's characteristics. All right. Next question. You have this more than perfect business model, more than perfect. I don't know. Can we be more than perfect? Tell me about this one. Well, I think uh, starting with the pan, well, not even starting with the pandemic, maybe right before we uh, businesses figured out you could not compete on price alone. There's always, especially with the internet, there's always a lower price somewhere. So you have to compete on something more than price and you have to compete on service and you have to compete on the experience. And so with the more than perfect service model, we wanted perfect to be the starting point. And as you just mentioned a few minutes ago, just go a little bit above and beyond perfect so that you do stand out in a crowd so that people are willing to travel a little further to go to your business or they will spend a little bit more money with you. Because uh, as I'm sure you know, I know you do your surveys, your customer service and experience surveys. People will spend more money if they know they're going to get a better experience. Yeah, yeah. If price and, becomes less relevant unless there's an absence of value. And the value in this case is the experience. Exactly. And so uh, more than perfect is where are you now? Where are you like to be? And I know you've said, I've read in, in some of your, your blog posts about what are some of the other companies that you look up to? Because you're not just competing in the same industry. You're competing against every business in the world now. So, you know, you can take Ritz-Carlton as an example or Zappos or one of the other companies that really deliver great service, how do you want to be like them? And so, and, and then it's all about training. The next section of the more than perfect model is training and education. I think that's extremely important that can, training is a continuous thing. It's not a one-time, you know, one-hour uh, meeting the first week you're on board. Continuous training and then follow up and follow through. You want your customers and your employees to be your biggest brand ambassadors to talk your praises. And so that's in a nutshell what More Than Perfect is all about. Where are you? Where would you like to be? How are you going to get there? And then make sure that your customers and your employees sing your praises. So we talk about creating a journey map. And at the journey map level of the customer interaction, that's where anytime that customer interacts with any part of your company, and we try to identify every single touch point they have with us, 
and we decide, are we running it optimally? Is there opportunity for improvement? But I like the idea of if we do it right, is that considered perfect? And then let's look at what perfect is. Perfect is probably very acceptable, but is there something we can do to make it more than perfect and operationalize that touch point for a better opportunity? By the way, sometimes that we say we could make it more than perfect provided something happened at this point that's not typical. And that doesn't mean you're recovering from a problem, but it means you've been set up with an opportunity. For example, a server at a restaurant could deliver flawless service, but if they overhear the couple talking about it being their 10-year anniversary, they get to surprise an already perfect experience. They get to add to it with a little cake and a candle. And uh, I think this is the kind of thing you're talking about. Exactly. And and just to use the restaurant example, on the first night of the cruise, if a guest asks for iced tea at dinner, well, then the following nights, there will be iced tea at the table waiting for them uh, every single night for the rest of the cruise. That waiter remembered that Beautiful. that likes iced tea. Yep. I love that. Love that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're almost out of time. And you know, I love to ask the final question. Is there a final nugget of wisdom that you would love to share? Aside from everybody go out and buy the book, you can't make this ship up. It's available on Amazon. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, first of all, for the plug. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Well, I think certainly in the travel industry and in most industries, for us, it's all about attitude. Attitude is so important that you hire for attitude, you train for skill. I know that's a, a, a popular quote out there. But attitude is everything. And you have to wake up with the right attitude in order to do the job and in order to really excel at the job. And certainly with us in the cruise industry where we live with our customers 24 hours a day, attitude is everything. As soon as you walk out of your cabin door, that smile has to be on your face. Uh, You have to have uh, uh, the right attitude to deal with whatever life throws at you that day. That's the great thing about the cruise industry. We're in a different port every day. No two days are ever alike. So if you have the right attitude and and embrace, you know, look at problems as ways to, you know, create solutions. uh, My my motto is every problem has a solution. We just haven't thought of it yet. So. Every problem has that solution. So for me, attitude is everything. Attitude is, and and so true. The old saying, hire for attitude, train the skill, works in almost every opportunity because the right attitude is not just about the attitude about your job. It's the attitude you have toward your customers or guests or passengers, whatever you want to call them. It's the attitude you have toward your other employees. And if there's one thing you might want to focus on, businesses, people listening out there, who are are fans of this podcast, I urge you to think about what is the attitude you want your people to have. And it's, you know, you could say, can you train people to the attitude? Well, they probably have to have the ability and the capability and the enthusiasm about delivering on that attitude, but you can remind them and coach them and keep them mentally up and aware. And, And that's what great leaders do. And I thank you for bringing that to our attention, Paul. It's my pleasure. And you're right. It starts at the very top of the of the chain with the with the owner, the founder, the leaders, the presidents. It has to start there and filter its way down. And the captain of the ship, <laughs> especially the captain <laughs> of the ship. <laughs> All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another amazing interview. Paul Rudder, you are fantastic. Uh, thanks so much for giving us some of this 
incredible information uh, from the cruise industry. It is my pleasure. Uh, and if anybody wants to reach out, I have my website and the books as well. So I would love to stay in touch. All right. And the website address is? Is uh, paulruddersspeaks.com. paulruddersspeaks.com. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. We will have another amazing interview. Until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.